Hi guys, welcome to Big Laws Official. I have another special guest today, the legend, the one and only Derek Poundstone, two times Arnold Classic winner. It's awesome to have you on. No, oh, thanks, Lawrence. Uh, um, uh, you can't say the L word; it makes my ego a little, <laughs> a little, <laughs> a little, a little bigger. You know? Um, well, no, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like talking like that. But um, it's it's a pleasure to, to to reconnect, and you know, it's weird knowing that people will be watching because you know, like um, when I talk to guys like you and Jeez uh, Travis and you know Rob, you know, it's people that I just I like as athletes and people, it's like, it's not, it's, it's weird to think that anyone gives a shit, what like what to, to watch two people talk, but uh, I guess it, there is people out there. Thanks for is, those people, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is strange, but um, there's so many fans now in Strongman and there's so many people that have been wanting you to come on, you know, since I started doing these interviews with different athletes, I've had a, four, a few of the former world's strongest man winners, some of the current, you know, guys that are competing and there's so many people that remember yourself. I mean, you and me are a similar age. You know, you you were one of the absolute best guys in the world when I was sort of getting into the, the, the kind of international scene, I guess. So, you know, I want to I want to talk about some of your your time at World Strongest Man, the Arnold's, Fortissimus, those type of contests when you were at your best. I mean, take us back to. I mean, you, you, you did IFSA first, didn't you? You went to IFSA before you did World's Strongest Man. You competed at the IFSA World Championships. Was it once or twice you competed there? Um, I, I competed for IFSA for about two years, but I did one Worlds um, because uh, the um, the year prior, I, I hurt my back. That's where I, I suffered the back injury in 2006. I did IFSA Worlds in 2007. Uh, I was actually in second place before the last event, beating um, all the – I was second place to Basile. Um Veerstuk, for those that, that, that don't really know uh, the name, you know, it, it's weird because, um, you know, I, I think back to that, you know, it, it, so it seems like it's, it, you know, when I started competing, um, you know, there was, it, it, I, I remember guys talking about like, you know, the, the good old days, you know, when I, when I started in you know, 90s, you know, and the stuff that I grew up watching. And then, um, you know, here I am. You know, kind of with you, Lawrence, reminiscing about that, about, you know, like the same thing. And it just seems like every generation of athletes is preceded by a generation that wants to talk that, that like I couldn't imagine competing the way the guys in the 90s did. Now, you know, here I am talking, talking to, you know, you and, and we'll probably end up talking about some of the crazy. It's just different, you know, was you didn't get paid, you know, anything really for the most part. You just got like free room and board and you were happy to travel around the world, you know, with some of the scariest, I mean, I, you know, in, in flights in, in Ukraine where they, they barely would leave the ground, you know, in conditions that were, were I mean, these guys nowadays, not, not for nothing, but they're, I won't say they're soft because these are the freakiest guys I've ever seen, you know, as I coach uh, at least one of them. Um, but it's just different, you know, like, uh, I was talking to a guy at work for those, you know, I, I'm, I'm still a cop, you know, and, um, I, I'm like, a, I'm the type of guy that, you know, I'm out there directing traffic, you know, in a construction site. And I'm, I, I'm the type of guy that wears long pants and boots. And, and he's like, why are you wearing long pants? We're allowed to wear shorts. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, because like, it's hard. I do it because it sucks. <laughs> you know, and you know, if you do, you know, you truly love something. If you can do it when it, when it's inconvenient, 
And the sport of strongman, you know, when, when not especially in the United States, when I started, it was inconvenient. You know, it was it was a, a hobby that that caused you pain and suffering, didn't make you money. You know, even when I won IFSA, when, when I took sec, uh, third or fourth place, whatever IFSA Worlds, um, I never got paid. You know, they they owed me like they 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 you know IFSA. Well, I, 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 think, I think there were some issues with with there, there there was problems with money with that show, wasn't there? Yeah, I never got paid like fifteen or twenty grand. Guys now would would would, would just not, how does that even happen? Yeah, I, you know, I, I never. I mean, there was like a year. Yeah, I mean, just it is what it is. You know? Yeah, I, I remember doing a show. Um, I won a, a Champions League show in uh, South Africa, and I didn't get paid. <laughs> there was some issue apparently with the sponsors. There was there was no money, and as as much as it sucked, it, it wasn't all about the prize money and things back then, you know, I, I often didn't even know what the money was going to be. And like, like you know, the, the, the great thing for us, we got to travel the world. We mm-hmm. were, we, we, you know, and that was all paid for. We did get, you know, flights paid for, for, for the most part. There was, there's maybe a few shows that you might have to fund yourself, but it, it, people like yourself have brought the sport to another level. And I mean, you, you probably had a short career in terms of being in your prime. Uh, but I, I mean, half of that has to be to, down to the how how much punishment you did put yourself through. Because I've never seen a man beat themselves up the way you would. I mean, if you didn't have a performance that, that you wanted to, I remember seeing you going into the gym the next day and punishing yourself because you made a mistake in a competition. You had you, just that mindset was insane. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like a flashbulb. You know, I mean, do you want to illuminate a room or do you want to flash? And, and, and as as cool as it sounds, you know, it, it, it's you know, it, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a delusion of grandeur, you know, like it's, it's, it's cool. You know, I, I live, I, I live in those shoes and I'd much rather be able to, um, you know, have a long career than a bright, you know, uh, insanely, you know, meteoric rise. You know, I, I listen, I, it just comes down to who I am. I still train. I'm still probably stronger than most people you know and <laughs> I can, i'm sure you are <laughs> but you know it's but it's it's I, I never i never trained because i wanted to be something or somebody you know i trained because i i even to this day you know as i as i get close to 40 i'm just trying to find out who i am you know and i think i know that sounds kind of weird but strongman for me was just like you know playing the piano um and being good at it and then joining a band, but not not joining a band because not learning the piano because I wanted to join a band, but learning it because it's an outlet, you know. And yeah. you know, I just I really enjoy kind of finding out who I am. And, and I don't not like I'm trying to like it's some sort of life crisis. That's not that's not what I mean. I mean, for me, it's you know finding out what you're capable of. If, if that's kind of if that yeah. makes sense. No, you know, it does. I, I like to explore, you know, the deep, dark crevices of, of, you know, who, who I am as a person and, and, you know, kind of what, what makes us up, you know, humans and, um, you know, why we do what we do. And, and I, I if yeah, every interview I've ever done, you know, and, and even that we've had many talks about, uh, I wouldn't say many talks, we've discussed, you know, family and life and, you know, back uh, years ago, the prospect for me of kids for you of children and, you know, and like life after sport, this is going back, you know, yeah. seven, eight, nine years ago, we, we've had that discussion. Um, 
you know, and I think for me, you know, um, Strowman is kind of art, you know, and for me, art imitates life, you know, like my, my life is kind of similar, you know, it, it, it was like on this meteoric rise. And then I kind of sucked as a human being because I just was too worried about myself and, and what I had going on. And then when I retired, um, you know, shortly thereafter, Mike Jenkins passed away. My, my, you know, my relationship with, with my ex-wife, you know, my wife at the time had deteriorated. And you really, truly learn about yourself when you're, when you're hurt. You know, I'm a person that I learn um, from suffering and from mistakes. And, you know, that's what I love about, about the sport is, is it sort of taught me. And then when I didn't think I could learn anymore, then life came and I, and I learned how I dealt with the sport and the injuries when I got injured in life, you know, and then, you know, here I am now by far the happiest I've ever been. And I'm kind of a quiet sort of guy, you know, I, I I'm not on social media very much. Um, I do really weird sort of, you know, I kind of on its side, I build this monster truck that I've got that my, 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 my current wife, my current wife, my new wife, my second wife, uh, Dana, you know, she hates it, but, um, you know, I've got these sort of cool outlets, you know, um, and I just like, I know who I am, you know, and, uh, it's because the sport really showed me, you know, not like in the, in like, it showed me as like a, as like a teacher, you know? Yes. I mean, for me, it's really interesting to chat to someone like yourself because I've, I've just recently retired. So, uh, you know, was it hard for you when, when you first stepped back? No, um, it, it uh, excuse me, you know, it, I didn't know I was retired until I was retired. You know, yeah. I, I was retired for probably two years before I actually realized that I was retired. Um, I had started getting ready for the Arnold in 2014, um, when Mike had passed away and then I just couldn't, I lost kind of the. I don't know, um, the romantic notion when, when the sport, you know, um, takes someone from you like that, you know, it, it's like, what's the point, you know? And Mike and I, we weren't like best friends. I'm not going to like be like, oh, it was this, you know, no, I, I was very friendly. I looked up to him. I was, I was, he, I was he, in he, awe at how good of a person he was. My, Mike is probably the one guy I can honestly say no one had a bad word to say about. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know one person that ever said a bad thing about Mike. Just oh, well, I, 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 I hated. I hated the guy because he was so perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, seriously, I was jealous of the fact that he was just like. I'll, t- a, I'll tell you something about Mike. One bad thing about Mike: his feet stank. He had oh, the yeah, worst yeah, yeah. smelling feet. I remember wore, being in his like truck. He wore the goofiest shoes ever. That's why. Yeah. yeah, but but just such an incredible guy and such an yeah. an amazing talent. That you know, he he just burst onto the scene, won the Arnold's, was was on track to become world's strongest man, and it was devastating for everyone, I think, because he was such a, a personality, and I guess it did it scared a lot of people as well at the time. Yeah, you know, uh, um, he beat me at the Arnold, which was a shock. Um, was was going to hopefully be my third win, and um, uh, it was a battle, and I just was like, and and I had beaten him in two thousand ten. America's strongest man with a torn quad and he was given the, the competition everything he had and I was like in one of those positions where uh I, I've competed twice in my life 
part of my language. Is it, is, is it right if you I just say a little square? Can, you can say well, whatever you like. I, I just want to like, because there's two sides of me. There's the, you know, the PG-13 side, but then there's like the, you know, look colorful side. And, you know, be as, be, be as colorful as you like. Well, yeah, I'm just not, that's not my personality, but to get this the way across, I, I got to say this, that there's only been two competitions, maybe three in my life, three competitions where I've competed and I just haven't gave a fuck, right? Yeah. Like I've just gone out there and I've just done the best that I can do. I didn't give a shit if I won, lost, and uh, you were actually, the, <laughs> Ukraine was was one of those um, where I just felt like, like, yeah, whatever. I just don't, I'm not in here. I'm not in here to win. I just am, am just, it's just like, lightning crashes and it's just like at that one moment that one day i am going to do battle and i and i need to like scratch that itch i need to find out and that 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 was the best i've ever seen you and it was like as i was competing and like at the deadlift i remember i was so beat up and i was like just like there's a picture that uh, from giants live of like you could see like the absolute like just pain and i loved it though if you remember like i was loving it yeah. And, um, that competition, um, and, um, Fortissimus, cause I went in that with a, with a bang, I had an abscess in my tooth, which is weird. I never thought I'd even get in the top 10, let alone win it. Um, and, uh, 2010 America's Strongest Man, uh, when I beat Mike. Yeah. So like, I remember he was just putting together this amazing competition. I'm like, this was he doesn't even know, you know, right? Like I was in that, that spot, like I hadn't slept for days because I came from South Africa with a torn quad and I done like ninth place. I felt like crap, didn't sleep, flew, flew over to Vegas nonstop, uh, got off the plane, rushed right to the event, didn't even check in the hotel and then just just did what I, I always loved, you know, like it hurt so bad, but I was just like, I wanted a fight, you know, I, and, and Mike just delivered this. Like it was one of those things where I don't want to win. Like I, it's not that I just want it to be a battle. Yeah. And a lot of guys want it to be easy. And I do sometimes want it to be easy, but there's sometimes you just, you're in that spot where you just are like, I want to out suffer everybody. And man, Mike was good. And then that was the last time I beat him because then he went on and beat me at the Arnold uh, yeah. uh, a year, year or two years later. Um, and then he beat me at America's uh, World's Strongest Man. Yeah, he, he you know he, uh, um, that year same year. So uh, he was a uh, he he really he, I, I I genuinely believe he would have gone on to win World's Strongest Man as well. But, yeah, he took care of himself. That that's why I think for me was was so. Uh, and I said before, like I I I almost hated him. You know, hates a strong word. I think it's that competitive rivalry, isn't it? Yeah, when, yeah, when oh my god! You know, no, it's just I was jealous. I, I, I was like, God, this guy is like, he's like everything I'm not. You know, he's like this, just this big, freakily strong guy. And he's super outgoing. Everybody loves him. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? You know, <laughs> this guy is gonna go on. Like, I, I'm the guy in the gym with my head down. That everyone's like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, I'm the, you know, like I'm just that guy that. It sounds like it's fun to be him, but then when you're him, you're like, I'm not sure if I'm willing to write, write that that check every day, right? Yeah. Like it's it's a, like it's not. I'm not in the gym. I, I make a lot of enemies. I'm not the friendliest guy. I mean, you, you know me really. I'm very friendly. I just I'm I'm kind of awkward, you know. I, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. Are hard time reading. You know? I think at least I don't no, it's 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 a, it's a it's a fair comment to be fair to you. You're not you're not as outgoing as someone like Mike or some of these other guys. But I, I think all of us have different personalities, and you know, 
I think when like 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 two guys like us that compete against each other a number of times, we've been we've had tough battles. You know, we know how hard the sport is. Eventually, you you know, at competitions after after shows, you start talking to each other. You realize you get to know each other better, don't you? You know, when you first meet someone, it's like I don't I don't who who does that guy think he is? You know, arrogant prick <laughs> or whatever. But once you sort of compete with these guys for a number of years and, and you beat each other, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't as successful as you, but I've beaten you a couple of times. You beat me a couple of times. At the end of the day, you start to just get that respect for each other. You know how much they suffer in the gym, in everyday life, the discipline that it takes to be good at this sport. And I, I think most of us do have a bit of respect for each other. Yeah, I think I think now the, the athletes are a lot more. I want to say friendly. We were always friendly. I think the rivalry before was was. Have you was have you not red. seen what's going on in Strongman? Well, yeah, I mean that's a little different though. I I, I don't know. I mean, no, I, I know. Yeah, I guess maybe within the last six six months or a year. But you know, I'm I'm thinking back the last. You know, if I was to think about the whole last, you know, four or five years where I've been kind of watching sport a little bit more again. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even really watch it. I don't say four or five years. I really wasn't around. The, I was completely dark to the sport from 2015 to, yeah, probably about 18. Um, when, and, and, you know, um, here, I'll, I'll stop myself there before I go a little further. You know, you were asking me about retirement. I think it's very important to, to, to touch on that subject because, yeah. uh, you know, you competed for a long time. And a lot of times, you know, we have to find out like, why are we competing? And, and I think that for everyone it's different, you know, and, and like, I, I, I think initially it was a really good outlet for me, you know, cause I just, I liked working out and there wasn't any money in it, you know, at the amateur level in the United States. So I just think that I enjoyed it. It was an outlet. And then, um, as it, as it progressed, I enjoyed the attention, you know, quite honestly, I liked having that singular of purpose, you know, um, and, you know, when I left, it was hard trying to find that purpose, you know, like, what am I going to do? And thank God, you know, my, my kids you know, were around and, you know, I, I kind of learned how to be a dad a little better and how to be a better, you know, father and, um, you know, learn how to be a husband, you know, because I really wasn't the best husband to, to, to Kristen. Just wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't really emotionally available, you know, like I probably should have. So, you know, for me, um, you know, it, it, advice for retiring at time i'm like i'm you know me i'm ocd i'm like wrapping up my cord <laughs> sorry um looks like i'm like looking down looks like i'm like playing with myself um, <laughs> but you know i think it's for me i really lawrence had to find out um why 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 was i good at, at a sport because usually athletes if they're good they're pretty fucked up right like you just in order to to, to push yourself for i mean if you were to spend as much time on a business venture or on anything else, you you would be far more successful than strongman. I mean, you're, you were you were very successful and things like this, you know, inter, doing interviews on, on on YouTube and that's 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 amazing and and that's a huge contribution to the sport and that I think is what's important because when I put my head at the on, on the on the pillow at the end of the night, you know, was it all worth it? You know, my destroyed back and I got you know banged up muscles and you know a torn two torn quads and a torn bicep. Is it worth it? And I can't have any regrets. And it absolutely was worth it because I learned a lot of lessons. But retirement has shown me that I can't turn my back on the sport because it's like a relationship. You know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But, you know, I choose to be in the relationship. And if I just walk away at this point, it's all for nothing. You know? yeah. So I'm not saying I need to compete. 
I'm not saying I need to even be a part of the sport. I'm saying there's something to give back. And it might not even be to an athlete in the sport. It could just be to somebody. Yeah. You know, uh, some guy in the gym. It's well, like, hey. Uh, uh, to be quite honest with you, I think you'll be surprised at how much of an inspiration you are to so many up and coming athletes. There's there's so many guys that that would love to see you involved. I know mean, I know you are involved now because obviously you know I'm, I'm friends with Rob and I know you, you've been helping him and you've done an amazing job there. Um, have you enjoyed that side of things, just coaching an athlete? Oh man, that, I didn't want to go there yet because man, that that is by far outside of being a dad. You know, um, that's been uh, probably one of the biggest challenges. Um, I, I'm not sure if. You know how much of a story you know, but uh, man, first off, I mean Rob is 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 up there. Um, when I think about someone like Mike Jenkins, you know, Rob is to me what what Mike Jenkins was years ago, and I think that's why my connection to Rob is so so close. You know, uh, I love the guy like 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 family. I mean, I've known him since he was a kid, and when I was you know at this sort of spot where I didn't want to be involved in the sport, he just he's like, "Can you help me?" I'm like, "With what?" Yeah. You're already, uh, you know, freakishly strong. And he just kept pursuing it. I'm like, you know, the guy's brilliant as it is. He's already got, you know, a, a degree in exercise science. He's already, you know, interned with a couple, you know, American football teams here. He's already, you know, he's, he was a director. When I met him, he was still the director of, of sports medicine up in a local uh, prep school uh, in Massachusetts. The guy's a smart guy. And yes. I, I wonder, I'm a meathead, right? Like, I'm a knuckle dragger. Like, I'm. No, I'm, you're, you're, you're not a meathead. Not at all. But, I'm not saying that to, I just know who I am as a person. Like I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not educated in, 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 you know, textbook sense. Right. You know, and Rob is, he's just, yeah. just, you know, he's got the degrees and the certifications and I'm like, plus I just really didn't want to be around the sport. I just didn't think I would, I had it in me. And he came to my house um, for dinner one, one day, a couple of years ago. And um, with my wife and my kids and my dogs like took off and he sat here at the table, the same table and, and, you know, I hung out with my kids while I was chasing my dogs down the street. And, um, you know, he'd asked me again after dinner. And I'm like, so you came all this way to ask me. Like, I'm like, what, like, why is he being so persistent? And I said, no. And then I told my wife and she was, you know, was like shocked that I would still keep on telling no, saying no. And um, I got thinking, I got to thinking like, what, what, what are, like, what's the point of everything I've been through if I can't, you know, kind of just at least convey that to somebody else. So, you know, the rest has been history and I hope it continues because uh, I, I've learned more in the last two years coaching Rob than I've learned in, in my entire training career, even as an athlete competing, um, you know, and when he just sends me a, a text, Hey, what's on the agenda, you know, and I, and I forgot to put together his training. Like, I, cause I, I, I read, 10 hours a week minimum, you know, studies, uh, anecdotal evidence as far as training, understanding like Eastern European methods, the current, the current trends in training, you know, everything from powerlifting to CrossFit, everything from Olympic lifting to wrestling, everything from, you know, how to increase your bench to like, I, I'm immersing myself to understand what, what, you know, what can we do to get to be better? And um, I'm able to put that to test. And even you know, you saw with with the, with his log lift recently. You know, and if you knew the story going up to that, he, every time he goes to peak, he he drops off. And and I even recently I'm learning that there's there's too much you know training specificity, right? Like he can only adapt for a very short period because the body does not want him to press a 500 pound log. His body does not. That's not 
That's not human evolution, right? So we have to change the movements just enough. And that's why you saw these amazing deadlifts and squats leading up to, you're like, why is he squatting and deadlifting so much? Because the carryover is tremendous for the overhead press. Yeah. You know, and that has been uh, a whole other chapter. I mean, I've learned more in two years than I, I, than I ever thought was even imaginable about training. And I have a small group of guys that I coach. Like I don't actively try and coach guys. Um, but, the, but they are very successful and I use them all as a sort of, you know, it just works out good. The more people that I work with, and I, I try to keep it, you know, around 10, 15, I go to, I drop down as much as, as low as five, but I try to keep it fairly small. And, um, but they give me a lot of evidence, you know, anecdotal evidence. Like, you know, when I put something out and I see the progress and I see, and, and I see it, like I see two, three weeks into this training, people just like, what the hell, you know, like, and it's just, it's work, but it's also taking your hands off the wheel and trusting, you know? It's rewarding though, isn't it? I think, oh um, my God. I, I, you know, I, I, I almost, I'm almost happier when my clients and, you know, people I train are hitting PBs than I was when I did. It's, it's a very strange feeling, but um, it, it is such a rewarding thing to do. Yeah. When I, when I saw Rob hit that 475 um, log, um, what was it, kilos, 213 or 218? Um, was 216? Yeah. 216. Uh, I was just like, I'm, I'm, I watch him and I'm still in awe. Like when I saw him cleaning that log, I'm like, man, today's a day that, that like just gravity is going to, is, is going to stop playing a trick on all of us because it's just, it's just mind numbing the amount of weight he lifts and yeah. sure as shit, you know, it, it just, it moves. And as soon as he gets that cleanup, I could just tell like it's on, you know, and and you know, and I love that. Like I love with his lift too. If, if you know, I've, I've rewatched it probably 30, 40 times. I love that. I love the fact that he gets an extremely long pause. Like I love that. I knew know, that was coming as well with Zadrunas. You know, there's a slight time delay anyway, but Zadrunas, regardless, makes people wait. You know. Yeah, you know, and and I love the fact, especially with that, because if you know the dynamics of a push jerk, especially a split jerk. Um, He's putting so much like the split jerk is particularly tough because he's got a normally you walk in, boom, lockout done. That that walking in and holding that lockout is like a little mini rep. And yeah. so when he's got a hold now, you could tell like he's thinking he's done, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not done yet." So he's got to he's got to nail that lockout. Oh, I love it. I love it. And the one thing I know is with when that log breaks his his and his hands break his forehead. He's locking it out, you know, generally. And because that's all we work on now is a, is a huge amount of lockout strength. That guy can lock it. Like, you know, it, there's no reason why he's not setting a world record uh, at, at his will at this point at, at, and at a body weight of sub 290, which is. He, he's the, by far the lightest guy in contention for, for world record numbers on the log. Oh, the rest of the guys are absolute monsters that are, are lifting the, 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 the big numbers right now. And, and and that's and that's what I love, you know. I love the fact that, um, you know, I thought like I was I was a pretty good log presser, not max. I was a rep guy, and I love that, you know, the guy that that, that you know I'm able to help. The guy that asked me to be his coach, you know, is a light guy. You know, it's a guy that does a split. Like it, it's someone that I, you something complete opposite. opposite to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and but that's i think the key though the key is he you know 
he he did getting coming up what I didn't like to do, you know. And now um, I, I've seen him, and I, I I know more what works. And what works is you know change, like everyone likes to press a log. He he's like not, doesn't have an ego about it. He's not going out there trying to like hit world records every day. Where I was like I was always trying to train heavy. He's he trains heavy, but it's like he just he just wants to do what he has to do. That's it. You know, for me, it's a bit of a show always. You know. Yeah. I think a lot of the a lot of the guys now they they really think about their training. It's a lot more scientific, and it's looking to peak at the right time. And he did it perfectly a few weeks back, so it was good to see. And as much as I, I, I love Rob, I had Rob on here. He was he was talking about you as well, but I want to steer it back to you today because Rob's current, and and lots of people know who he is. I want you to take us back to Fortissimus because the Fortissimus contest, a lot of guys won't know of it, but that was probably one of the hardest, most complete contests ever put on. And and you were the – which year did you win? Was it 2008 or 2009? Um, I won um, 2008, and I took second in 2009. Yeah. Tell us about that show, because that, that was a brutal contest, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, um, so you know, the, the, there's a lot of stuff that people – besides not even knowing about the competition, there's a lot of stuff that people like, won't even ever know about the competition in general, that, that like the back story and – um, the promoter, the organizer was a gentleman, uh, by the name of Paul Uhl. He had worked, uh, with, uh, you know, can, a bunch of Canadian weightlifting Olympic teams. He's been, he, he wrote a book on, uh, Louis Sear. So he's a really big sort of strength historian. Uh, and so he'd asked me shortly after, uh, 2007, if so worlds, um, if I would compete. And at that time I was told, no, I couldn't compete outside of IFSA. And I, you know, I've always worked a full-time job. I, I, at that time I had rental property, I, not, not wealthy, but I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable. I, I, I make my own money. You know, I don't need to compete at that time. You had to compete and think about finances, you know? So, you know, they were like, well, you're not gonna be able to compete in IFSA. And I'm like, that's IFSA's, IFSA's loss. I can give a shit less, you know? Um, this, I do, I'm like, I do this for fun. Well, you're going to walk away from the other athletes. I was like, I don't give a like like they, I got this kind of like this this power trippy sort of like thing and I'm like if you know anything about me don't tell me what to do like when I remember one of the Mohegan Sun competitions I was doing a deadlift and they're like 20 reps the rep rep was like to beat was like 13 and I did 20 reps because I took that as a challenge you know like oh I get 20 you know like not just don't win it you know get 20 and I'm like okay you know run your mouth that's what you're gonna get right so. <laughs> Uh, when they told me I couldn't do it, I said, well, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, you haven't paid me. You owe me nothing. I'm going to do what I want to do. You know? So I did if so. Um, and then, like, there's this big spectacle because um, uh, Marius backed out, you know. And, uh, you know, because now at this point, it gets, you know, the plot thickens. I win uh, Mohegan Sun um, and beat Marius there in, in uh, January of 2008. Worlds isn't obviously till. Uh, uh, that time September, so now it's like you know the plot's getting a little little heavy, you know. So um, he backs out, but then here comes Ifsa guys. Zadrunas comes on, and uh, I'm like, okay, you know. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, you had uh, um, Irvin Katona at that time. Yeah, was, Irvin, I'd love to get Irvin. His ribs. Yeah. He broke his ribs. He broke his own ribs picking up a barrel. Like you picked a barrel up so hard and fractured a rib. I mean, um, you know, uh, the first year didn't have Phil Fister. Uh, second year had Phil Fister and Derek Boyer, which is cool to see the you know the, the old old timers from my generation now. Um, yeah, so 
point was, um, now the guys started coming and, you know, Travis got an invite and I love that because uh, me and Travis were like ferocious competitors. And I knew that it would elevate my game because I know that Travis, when he puts together his training, he is just a freak of nature. He's like the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. You know, tra Travis, he's just, he needs a handler, like with his training. He needs somebody to take control because he's like, he just needs, because he's so bright, he burns so bright, he needs that focus, you know? And when he's got somebody working, I remember back then, he had, I think it was Jim Glassman that helped him with this training. He was just on point, you know? And um, so we had, there's a great cast of characters. Um, Shaw was there. Um, Z, um, Katona, uh, Anders Mermetz, uh, Felix. I mean, you name it. It was a who's who. And uh, the week before, um, World Strongest Man Super Series, which kind of became Giants Live, maybe. I don't know if yeah. that's... Um, they they had a competition. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. They, so they had a competition at uh, Madison Square Garden. And I was I like, well, that was the one I wanted. I wanted. I was Madison Square Garden, the main stage, New York City. Strongman in Madison Square Garden. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. So Fortissimus was like, nah, move to the back burner a little bit. So I prepare. I'm in the best shape of my life. And this is kind of what I learned now from Rob's training. So I knew at a peak. But I didn't realize that I was training those same events for months on end. And my, my performance started to decrease. So, like, now I'm starting to, like, put more and more. And I got to a point where I had to decrease the weight. But my volume and intensity was so high that um, I, my conditioning was off the charts, the best it ever been. So the show was fast-paced. Guys were puking backstage. And I was like, bring it, you know. And I was in good shape. But my numbers just weren't that. Like, I just didn't have that top-end strength. Travis ends up beating me there. I do terrible on the stones. I win almost every other event, but I'm just, I was like struggling with the top end strength. Fortismus comes around. I'm ready to drop out. I have an abscess in my tooth now. I'm, I'm just like, whatever. I get there. I'm like down like six pounds or five pounds. You know, for me, it was a lot of weight, you know, like two and a half kilos or so. Um, I get there. I go to the doctor the day of the morning of the competition. I get some, uh, uh, Add some ibuprofen for my tooth, some some antibiotics. And I'll get like a you know it's I'm like you know just whatever. I, I, I the whole time I want to drop out. I have this pounding headache, my tooth throbbing, and I just start and then I get that point where I just don't give a shit. I'm just like whatever. Paul Ull put together a nice competition. I'm gonna put on a show. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden I'm winning events, taking second place. I'm like this is weird, you know. And guys like are nervous. It's tough. It's humid. We're in a tent. There's like some mud. It, the, the conditions were fantastic. It's just, it's tough when you're in a tent, you know, and there's not, you're stepping on board. There's some water issues because it was raining. Um, it was a nice deal. It was like, and the crowd was a fantastic. So I just loved it. And, you know, it was six events each day. The last event was, was, was five events, but the last one was two, two separate events. All of a sudden, after day uh, day one, I'm you know I think I'm like one point out of first, you know, and first is a Drew. So never, I think the next closest person was like 15 points behind. I'm like, wow, this is this was a it was fun, yeah. and then but B most importantly was well, I mean, it was more, more importantly it was fun, but B I'm like I'm I'm on the heels of Z, and the next day was just like, and these things like you said, nothing was easy. It was there was no gimmies, like there was no like 
oh, you know, crucifix hole. No, no, no. It was like, you know, uh, eight medley press, eight, eight, eight implement medley you know, press. It was like a five medley deadlift, you know, like it was crazy. <laughs> Every event you go into, you're just like, it was like another full on battle. And like, of course, a deadlift. I'm Mark Felix, right? You know, over at press, there's Z, you know, uh, moving events, Anders Mermetz. You're like, these are the best athletes. At, like you had that. No, Anders Mermetz grip, no. Mark Felix grip, yeah. speed. I mean, speed. I'm, I, like there was nothing that was easy. Yeah. You know, like it was like the loading event on day one was like all these crazy barrels. And Irvin McAtona, who's like the big monster of a bear of, of, of a dude, from a stone, he pulls a barrel so hard, a 450 pound barrel, fractures a rib. Like, you're like, this sucks. Like, everything about it sucked, and I loved it. It was yeah. just like, because you knew that you weren't going to lose points because you, like, tripped, you know? You, all you had to do is go out there, and it was going to be two minutes. Not like a 30-second event. It was going to be two minutes of battle. And yeah. it was just... You watch it on YouTube. The announcing's kind of a little goofy. The announcing kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, what a what a was that awesome. the, was that the final event when you lifted those the, the, those natural stones? Yeah, so the two so the 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 stones were really high. There's Atlas stones and then there's natural stones, and you do though you don't get points for for both. You get points for so what happens if there's like twelve competitors, and if you so you, they combined your score. So it wasn't even like there. So you killed yourself for for like. One event, essentially. So you do that with stones yeah. and, you know, you get like, let's say 10th out of 12 and then you do natural stones and you get like fifth, you get seven and a half points, not 12 or not 10. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, you didn't get 10 and then five or whatever, you know, you, you got the, your, your, your place was averaged out. It was crazy. Okay. It was crazy. Strange. But, but we, it was we, cool though, because they didn't, he didn't, Paul didn't want the, you know, someone that's really good at stones to be able to run away with the show. Yeah. You know, or someone that's really good with grip. So it was literally t 10 different events that he thought were the best test of overall strength. And then two loading events. So the Atlas stone was one loading event. And that was, so it was broken up Atlas stone, natural stone. And if you're, so they want to find out the best stone loader. And then it was barrels for the, at the end of day one. And there was a barrel and then like a, a power stair thing. And same thing. It was two different events, but they combine your score and you get one one score for both. And okay. it's, it's neat to sort of his idea was I want to crown, you know, not the strongest, you know, I want to crown the mightiest man on the planet, you know. And um I thought, you know, um it was looking back, it was it was it was battle. It it was fun, but it was hard. It was really, really hard. How how heavy was that? That that uh, the stone that I'm thinking of. I, were you not the only person that lifted that? Am I, yeah, am I, to this day, uh, yeah. I, I think JF Karan's gonna probably end up lifting it because he's got a similar one. But yeah, 530 pounds. They thought it was 517. Yeah. But what happens? The guy that made the stones is like, no one's gonna lift it. So he got. He's like, it's close enough. If you, I'm sure there's a, a clip on YouTube. If if like you, you can find it on there. Um, but it, it's it's an awesome visual just to see you battling with this stone that everyone else has has got nowhere near trying to put it on, and you can just see you're thinking about it, you're trying to get your hands in the right place, and then eventually you just figured it out and managed to get it up and and take the overall win. It was um, an impressive way to finish. Probably in my entire competitive career, probably the most amazing moment I've ever experienced. You know, 
and I and I've seen you know Benny pull over a thousand you know from the floor. I've seen uh, you know Z press four fifty, four sixty, four. I've seen you know a bunch of his world records you know live. You know, um, it, it, it for me, and it's not that it was me. It's just. It's there is something about that lift at that time at that place being you know where where where, where Louis Sear in his hometown being with that with the, the, that Canadian crowd was just insane. People were crying, you know, and it was like, you know, I remember just watching everyone lift it, and I'm like, doing they're doing it wrong, you know, yeah. like they're just it's got they're, they're, there's a certain way that it was like it was like shaped like a big piece of pizza, right? You know, and everyone's trying to lift it the long ways. And I kind of figured that I don't have to get it like an inch or two off the ground if I kind of got it in my lap with the wedge between my legs, you know. And, um, yeah, it just was, it was amazing. Um, and, you know, it was one of those things where you just, at the end of the day, you know, it's like an out-of-body experience, you know. It's just, like, in my mind, it was like just, it, it felt like five minutes of, like, slow motion. And then, it just was automatic. I just was doing it and doing it and doing it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my God, I'm almost at the platform. Like how did it just was a fight. It was like, I was in the ring in the octagon and, and I was fighting. It just was like, and my mind was blank, but it just was, it was just instinctively just doing what I had planned and just sort of, you know, it was just a neat. No, it, was a, it was a hell of a show anyway, but um, I'm going to take you on to another stone event because Obviously, I mean, the, the Fortismus and the Arnold Classic wins, they, they were incredible wins in your life. You had the 2008 World's Strongest Man, probably could have won that show. And then you head-to-head with Marius on the Stones. That was probably your chance to win the Worlds. Take, take me back to, to that event. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, um, 2008, I, I kind of got a you know, glimpse of what it would that, like, I, I was actually pretty good at the sport. So... Um, and I knew that I could beat Marius. Like I knew he was very beatable and he got hurt early on his ankle. And then I got hurt. I rolled, we both of us hurt our ankles. I rolled my ankle on the, in the qualifying, looting the stones. Um, there's a little rings on that, that they put to make sure the stone doesn't roll. Yeah. And mine on the second to last stone, I think it was, um, I go to load it. And as I'm going to step into it, cause I was too far from the platform, I stepped on that ring and rolled my ankle and it felt like I'd broken my foot. Like it felt like I broke something. Um, so I was going to drop out of the finals. The medical team at World Strongest Man was always fantastic. They taped up. They were really good. They gave me, they gave me some anti-inflammatories. I iced it. I went back to my hotel room. And at that time, we had two days between the, the qualifying and the finals. So I, I literally iced it. I was on anti didn't, didn't really get up except to eat. And I just took it easy. I went to, you know, got to the final, um, you know, and I was kind of written off. And, you know, starts with the power stairs and everyone. And I, they put me in the second group, which means they're, they're not really expecting a, much of a battle. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, the first group. No, was I the first group? But, no, I was the first group to go. They're, they're, yeah. So they're kind of like really not expecting a battle. Um, I start off and everyone just kind of gets ahead of me. It's 30, it was 30 steps, the power stairs with uh, whatever, the 225 kilo. Uh, that, that, that was a brutal event. I remember 2008 was my first Worlds. I remember watching it. I didn't make the final, but I stayed to watch it. It was horrible, horrible event. Well, if you remember my first heat, like everyone just takes off. And then I just kind of come just, <laughs> slow and steady and i finished the whole thing and um i got to i think i finished it people got, were getting about halfway and then they were just dying though weren't they there was a lot yeah. of, not many guys finished it and yeah i think me and marius were the only ones to finish uh maybe one other person fister might have fister yeah i think fister did but i, I, I remember good I, I, I remember watching but to, to be fair to him marius pujanowski on that event 
you could just see he started off slow and Fister was ahead of him going up and up. And then it was all of a sudden he just kind of flicked this switch and he became like, you know, energized, like a, a booster switch. And he just started flying up them and, and took the win on the first event. Yeah, I think that that was, um, Morris was good at that. And I think though, you know, the mindset, a lot of guys were going out and getting gassed early. And it's like, you have to endure. But once you kind of get 10 steps in, you're like, okay, it's a third done. So I'm just going to start sprinting, you know. Um, that was kind of my mindset. And me and Morris are very similar in our, in our, our approach to, to different things. Like, even though, like, if you look at the way we press, you know, he, um, I press from the lap where he, where he presses from his shoulders, but he cleans from the ground to his lap, yeah. around to his shoulders. It, at, that, at that time, in 2008 and 2009, he would do one motion, clean to his shoulders, and then, then kind of push press it, where I would clean to my lap, and then I would press it from my lap. Uh, which became affectionate on the Viper Press, you know, and um, I became pretty good at that. And um, so, and I had trained for the year knowing that at that time, light logs, like lighter logs, you know, 120, 125, 130 kilo logs were kind of like the rule of the day because they were battles. So I had trained and was doing, you know, 10, 15, and sometimes almost 20 reps with 125 kilo log in training, which was like, you know, more than a world record at that time by, by five, six reps easy. So I knew that I could do this. And, and if you watch the video, you could see, like, I'm just looking over at Marius, like, waiting for him because I was in the best shape of my life, conditioning-wise. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted to fight, you know, and, and, and I just – it was tough with, with those events, like with the plane pole. Again, just one small little thing, and it's just it's, – it's, it's no longer uh, a battle, you know. Now you drop down five places because there's, like, a second, you know, separating, you know, ninth from second. You know, it's just like, it's, it was tough. Um, so when it came to the stones, me and Morris were like 20 some odd points ahead from everyone else. So we didn't really, in the final, we didn't have any other competitors. So it's whoever wins a stone wins the competition. I was ahead by half a point. So it's raining and they want it to be fair for, and it wasn't raining for everybody else. So I said, let's do the stones in the rain, you know, because in my mind, I'm like, I want, I want rain. I want thunder, lightning. I want hail. I want, you know, the third coming. Like, I want this to be like, you know, I want guys on swords coming out and, and fighting. You know, <laughs> the, the, the worse we can make it, the, the more I knew that I stood a better chance because I knew Marius the competitor. I know that he's not, I won't say easily distracted. Like, he's, he's a very like busy, you know, competitor. Like he's always moving and just, he's, hot, well, he's, hyper, isn't he? he's, he's like a hyperactive child. A lot of the time he just, he's yeah. always burning energy. Yeah. Where I can, I can do a deadlift and I can just spend four seconds grinding it out. And I don't have a problem just sitting in the moment and just, I love that. As a matter of fact, I like the grinding or like, you know, um, and so I knew that if the stone sucked and were slippery, it would it would give me a little bit more of an advantage, knowing that the he two heavier stones, you just would grab them and have to be a little more methodical because you apply too much force, they're gonna be slippery. So, and I knew that at that time I could load heavier stones, and that was a first year where the stones started getting heavy, heavy, you know. So he I, we get out and he starts moving ahead because he's fast, he's hyperactive, fast. Like I mean, like. He just is 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 so. He, he, he really was jet propelled on on as an athlete. He was just his speed was incredible, especially and, and when things were that little bit lighter. Yeah, and and the, me, me and him we weighed about the same, but he carried a little bit more muscle and a little less body fat. I wasn't fat by any stretch of imagination, but you no, know, he, he just was, fat. <laughs> yeah, but he was just shred, he looked like a bodybuilder, you know. 
and I look like an athlete. I had a little bit of body fat, not a lot, and, but I can, his thing was like, I had like a lot of very explosive force, but he's like one of those guys that, you know, you could tell if he did like a, a, a foot speed drill, he'd be good. Like he's just, he's, his, his body's just built to be able to move very efficiently and fast. And, and his legs can be do some, doing something completely different than his upper body. So he can, you know, be pressing a log and stepping and he's very intuitive, naturally gifted as far as that, as far as I'm concerned. And so it's sure as shit, as those says, he's low in the stones. You watch a video, he's able to make these adjustments a little better than I was anticipating where I'm just kind of more slowly, you know, the last two, I'm like, I'm just not going to make a mistake. And I see him, I'm to the last one a little bit quicker. So I'm like, okay, I, I just need to just pop it up fast. He's fast. Again, his... When I grab something and get to my lap and load it, I'm not as fast as him, yeah. you know, but I might get to the, to the object quicker. Like I spend a lot more time thinking about transitions, you know, um, and were you aware of him being so close to you or were you just focused on your own lane? No, I knew that he was behind. I, I, I expected to go into the stone slightly behind or equal to him. And I was slightly ahead of him. So I think that that kind of made me a little more excited. Um, at, at that time, I, I, at that moment, I was in my mind was like, I, I'm, I'm world's strongest man. I, I'm winning this, you know, especially with a lighter stone. I, you know, well, heavy stone, but that time it was still fairly light for me. And I just, I just pulled the trigger a little too quick, getting the stone onto the platform. I mean, it was just one of those things where you, 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 you pull back and they lean forward. I was pulling back and I just, I just miscalculated the leaning forward. And All just, of us watching were like, just just push it on because it, it it looked to us from from the side where literally you had it high enough. All you had to do was sort of just push your chest into it. It would have gone up, and it was just, I guess, one of those moments where just the brain kind of doesn't do what you 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 you, you practiced it a million times with that pressure. Perhaps do you think it got to you, or just a well, a no, what, you know, it, 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 it's funny. I, I was never affected by pressure ever, you know, and. and you know, thinking back, it, it's 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 very very simple. The answer is it's it's almost too simple. It is so normally I, I think about all the little things. You know, like tr when it when it comes to like transitioning from you know, like how I set up the you know implements. You know, before I go, I, I look and I see how things are. And I, I know how I'm going to pick it up. I know how I'm going to run. And you know, when I get back to a farmer's walk, I know where I'm going to. I know exactly. I, I have everything in my mind. So there's no it because we train the lifting, but we don't train the non-lifting. It, it's funny. I actually use you as an example to a lot of my clients these days when they're doing the dumbbell because you were the first guy that when you press the dumbbell, you made sure it came down into the same position every single time. You weren't like the guys where they press it and then they just dropped it and then it bounced anyway. You always had it come down in the same time. And it was that efficiency that allowed you to be so good at it and, and get those extra reps in competition because you were saving two or three seconds between every rep. And it just gave you that time then to get that extra one towards the end. So I, I, I use you as a good example to a, to a lot of clients. Well, yeah, I mean, we, you know, it's like it's a waste that we spend so much time on, on, on the hardest part, but we spend no time on the easiest, easiest part of putting it down. And, and not only does it save us two or three seconds, but it saves us energy because now we don't have to move. Yeah. You know, and we don't have to mentally reprepare ourselves. We're in the same spot. You know, is it harder to deadlift? Is it harder to do the same weight for a set of five or same weight for five sets of singles? Five singles is much harder because that, that first set, first rep is the hardest. So once, in the, once you have to repeat it, it's easier. And that's, you know, the set. So now in thinking of that, what happened is the last two stones, 
I knew that regripping the stones would be a mistake. So normally you get the stone in your lap and then you kind of regrip it. I didn't regrip it. So when I put the stone in my lap, I just reset my shoulders and, and I yeah. kind of kicked my arms over the top, but my form stayed essentially in the same place. And I stayed stuck on the stone. Now, if you know anything about tacky, if I stick my forearm on the stone and I keep it there for two seconds and rip it off, it comes off pretty easily. Now, if I keep my, my form on the stone for five or six seconds, you know, now it, it's, it's, and I'm pushing, it sticks a little more. And that the part of the stone where you, you're, where you're holding onto it the most for me is in the lap, pulling it from the ground to lap. I'm squeezing it really hard lap to, to the box. I'm more pulling it in. My forearms aren't doing as much as my hands and sticking my body into the stone. Yeah. So when I go to, to let go of the stone, I can't let go of the stone. I'm stuck to it because I've just, I, I, I haven't, Regripped, and that's something I've normal, I've never done before. Yeah. And so it just was like this. My, my mind just kind of, you know, hit this blank spot of like, I, like, what do I do? So now I'm just trying to slide on because I'm stuck and I'm low. So if I pull my hands off, I can't pull them off without jostling the stone because all I had to do is pull them off and then get underneath and sort of just push it on. But I can't pull them off without pulling away from the box. My concern. So it's like, you know. You do that thing, you do that 10 times, and it slips off one time out of, out of the 10. Unfortunately, that was the time. Yeah, and it's just like, and it's probably the best thing that happened in my career because I think it, it made me continue, you know, as, a, as, as the athlete that I was, which was always being greedy. I, I don't think you should go out and win one World's Strongest Man one time. I don't think that that's good for good for World's Strongest Man. You know, I think that a world's strongest man competitor should, that wins it should be able to win it multiple times, you know, and, um, clearly the next couple of years I came in in great shape, you know, mm-hmm. um, 2009. And I was like the best, the strongest I could possibly be, I carried a little bit more body fat, but I was very heavy, very, very strong. And I couldn't, I couldn't win it. You know, same thing with 2010. I, I, I tore my quad in 2010. So that's a no, but to be fair to you. I think, I think you, you, you raised the level, but then everyone, brings up their level as well and we've seen it now that the, the new guys and we we'll, i know you've got to go in a second but just quickly before i let you go what do you think of some of the new crop of strong men these days oh do you, i mean i know you've just got back into you were at world's strongest man last year with rob so taking rob aside because obviously you work with him <clears throat> give me three guys of the current crop that you re- that really impress you Oh man, I don't, I don't want to be. Uh, well, first off, I think I gotta say that seeing Travis back in in the mix, training and watching him sort of uh, uh, you know continue to grow as an athlete, that to me is he looks great shape, looks the, the probably the physically the leanest um, I've ever seen him at still a fairly high body weight. Um, he just looks in a good place mentally as well now. He's, he's actually going to oh. come on. We've, we've been talking. He's going to come and have a chat, and I'm looking forward to that. But it's really nice seeing him back. Yeah, no, you know, but he's on a new guy. Um, no, he's yeah, old like us. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's, but he's been away for a long, long time. So I think that, you know, he's got almost a decade, I think, away. Um, yeah, about eight years away, which is a long time. So he's kind of like a new guy. To some people, he'll be a new guy. Yeah, some people um, don't have a clue who he is. You know, to be fair, I don't really want to say names because I, I, I you know, I don't. It's hard. 
You know, because I, 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 yeah, I there's, think there, there's so many good guys, and I, I, I sit and chat to people, and I, I put out videos, and you know, I've, I've put videos out before, and I've I, afterwards I've looked and thought, oh, I forgot about this guy, and you know, it's 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 obviously easy to do, and it, I, I don't think any of the guys would be offended, but there, there must be like one or two that just seriously impress you right now. Well, I, I would say you know Thor because he is just an absolute monster. I mean, um, you know. Um, Thor and Brian, and because I, they have something that I'll never have, which is just that, just that insane amount of height. But freaky Brian, genetics, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But then you know, it, it's that. But what Thor has an insane work ethic. I, I like you know, I, I just from seeing him for years, I competed against him a, you know, a handful of times, and I love the fact that I still see him at, at like worlds, and he makes a point. He's super, super nice. Like you know. He, he, He's like, hey, how's it going? You know, he just it comes, you know, just like it's Thor, I mean, you know, and and um, and Brian, Brian's like a tactician, right? Like that's why, like he he is an execution master, and I love that, you know, and I love that about him that he, you know, but like, and he, I'll say this, he's like a strongman librarian, like it's almost yeah. boring to watch his training, you know. <laughs> But but that's the point though. That's why he's got such longevity in the sport. You know? He knows all the tricks. I mean, bro, to be fair to you, I totally agree. But both of them have freaky genetics. They've mm -hmm. you know they've they've been gifted with what they've got. But both men work extremely hard, and that's yes. why they're so successful. And I I really I do agree with you. I think Thor. I, I, to be honest, the two guys that I feel, you know, when someone says they want something, and they, you know, everyone says, "Oh, I really want it," but they don't mean it. When Thor says he wants something, it means he's willing to do whatever it takes. And the other guy that, that has that same attitude was Eddie Hall, who you didn't really see too oh, much yeah. of in his by both of those. And I think that's why they clash, because they are very similar. They're, they're similar in, in mindset. They're both so driven. But Brian was very intelligent with his approach to everything. He, he really he knew absolutely. I mean, you look in Brian's gym bag, for instance. He's just got all these little things that he'll use for, for various different things, just whether it's like drying the sweat off his arm or, you know, how to apply tacky. And he, he thinks of yep. every little thing. And he, he's had a, an incredibly successful career as well. But um, the, the guys that impress myself right now in terms of the new guys, I, what do you make of guys like Martins Lissis and Kiliuskoski? <laughs> You know, what's so funny is like I I, I met Martins at, at at 2017 and my my attempt at coming back, and it's funny because you know like I really didn't know much about anybody and, and the Hodge brothers were there and, and I'm like these guys are like I couldn't quite figure them out. I'm like that, that was over in England, wasn't it? You came to the yeah. team comp. Yeah, 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 I remember seeing you there. No, no I, did, I didn't. I did the single competition, the regular regular oh. at Wembley. I think it was at Wembley, wherever the hell it was. But I remember I I was <laughs> I'm like uh, yeah I'm gonna. Show these guys, you know how it's done. I'm not gonna. I keep my, my press, my deadlift weren't amazing, but I was gonna be able to do like tire flip and all the medleys and all that stuff easy. Of course, I tear. I, I'm I'm literally I'm lined up next to Mar next to Martins. <laughs> I remember like looking at him, and and the tire was a nice big tire. It had like the tread blocks all the way through, so I'm warming up with, it and everyone's struggling. It's like a proper like 500 plus kilo tire. Yeah. So I did pull a little old guy trick. I gra I'm grabbing the middle treads. So I'm, I'm much higher, makes the transition harder because you, you have a hard time getting, but I'm like, I, you know, I do a couple of practice flips. I'm flipping it. I feel like I'm looking around and I'm like, I like I'm this. flipping it way yeah. easier than everybody else. Here <laughs> we go. I look over and I'm like, Hey, when I get ahead of you, just watch my hands. <laughs> I flip it the first time and my bicep tears. I'm like, Oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> like, and I keep on trying to flip it because I'm so embarrassed. 
and, and he like comes over and he's like just he's like hey are you okay like he's just so nice about it like i'm like and then i then you know go away kids leave me alone <laughs> yeah well, when i see him i'm like this he's like super nice like i'm used to guys you know like being nice but being like mean nice you know how it is like yeah, hey you're yeah. all right you know like like almost growling at you when they're talking to you you know like like uh i'm used to like um like guys like Vitas Placaitis, right? Like, you know, he walks by and he slimes you with the hair from his shoulder while you're sitting down. And you're trying to do tie your shoes, and he like ass face ass checks you. You're like, excuse me, you know, like not, not on purpose. They're just I'm used to you know competing with animals. I mean, you, you competed against a lot of those like Eastern European monsters, didn't you? You you were really competitive in that era when they were all from sort of you know the Eastern Bloc. It was, and I guess <laughs> their mentality is. Well, I mean, some of them, like Kuklaev, he, he's quite a friendly guy, but very, very, you know, serious when he's competing. But yeah, there's so many different types of characters around now, and it's great. It's what makes the sport so interesting. But the whole, the whole standard now is is ridiculous. When, when we started, there was a few good guys, whereas now everyone almost that goes to Worlds is, you know, a, a freak of nature. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, and, and I think that accessibility to the implements is huge you know almost every gym now when i when i was competing i had i had had commissioned i had i had people make all my stuff uh i had everything you know i mean i i made good money you know i was just if i made money in stroman it was it was it was like playing with house money i didn't mind if i lose it so lost it lose it so i would get special logs make i had i had the, i was one of the first guys with 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 the sear dumbbell i had blocks made i you know i knew it like you know but uh, you know, now where it's like, I mean, there, there's a, I, there's, if I can drive 15 minutes from my house, a half hour, I can go to four gyms that have a log, have farmers, have frame, you know, like yeah. stones. It's crazy. Yeah. Every, every gym now, or, or certainly every town you go to, you can find strongman equipment. And, yep. you know, I've, I've said it many times, but I think CrossFit's helped that a lot. And, you know, the, the popularity of strongman has grown from, people getting involved into that sport, realizing they like the strength side of things and then moving across. But like, like I said, you've, you've inspired so many of these people, this new generation. Uh, I believe you're one of the guys that helped raise the level, you know, then Brian Shaw took it on again, Zadrunas, but, but you were certainly one of those men that along with, I guess, Marius as well, you know, in the, the, the time that I've been involved in strongman and seen how much has progressed you were definitely one of the men that that deserves credit for taking the sport to another level so i want to thank you for coming on i know you've got your, your son's birthday party to go to so i don't want to keep you up too much because I, I could easily chat for a long time with you uh, we like we like we, we don't stop talking once we get going so no, I'm gonna right, let you no. go. but um thank you very much for coming on derek if people want to find you where are you you're on, you're on um yeah, yeah instagram aren't you well, that's makes it half the fun. They got to find me. <laughs> they got to find you. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> I'm, the, I'm the no, mysterious. No, yeah, wherever, just search my name. I, I think uh, Instagram. I do. Yeah, I, I think I have a Twitter account. I post like twice a year on uh, Facebook. Uh, but I, I just, you know, listen. I think you just have to have me on again. And I will. Yeah, we definitely have to have you on again because I'm sure we could chat about many, many things in Strongman. And um, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's awesome to see you working with Rob and, and to see you at Worlds last year was really good. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you again and stay safe and um, we will speak to you soon. I'll be around and, and I better be seeing you there too.
hope yeah no I'll, I'll be there definitely hopefully commentating that's the, that's the goal now <laughs> i'm go. done with the competing guys i hope you enjoyed the, the chat with derek we've got more strength interviews coming up soon with various different legends remember to like share and subscribe to the channel and we'll catch you next time